Look, if you need help remembering, just think of it like this. The third day, all right? Monday, uh -huh. one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when, huh? What day? Thursday. <laughs> the third day, okay? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Morning Show with Matt and Mo. Welcome, welcome. It's Thursday, y'all. Good morning. Here we are. Coming up on today's show. <laughs> How can you tell if you're a zennial? Reckless love six months after hitting number one and a few more golden fried songs about Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. But first, it is August 30th and that means we got some holidays to celebrate. Ain't yeah, that right, we do, Mo? We do, we do, we do. What are we celebrating today? Okay, first off, we're going to celebrate National Beach Day. Beach. Beach Day. Beach. <laughs> B-E-A-C-H. National Beach Day. Beach. Okay, so we have gone to the summit in California. I've gone three times now. Yeah. And every time we go, we at least go to Huntington Pier. Right. Once. Uh-huh. Often twice. And this is the Some first... Some of us only get to go once. This is the first year that I actually went to the beach part. I Good for Daedra for making you do Deidre it. Daedra forced me to go to the beach arch, which, number one, I'm still only 50-50 on. Really? Because there's like a mile of walking through sand before you get to the water. Yeah. And the sand is so unpacked that my calves, my back, everything was on fire by the time I got to the end. And we had to stay at the beach until I had recovered enough to walk back. Yeah. It was that painful. But the standing on the beach we with the water booty. coming in. Huh? We say booty. Booty? What did I say? But. Pain in the butt. But. Uh, but the standing in the water with, or in the, in the, at the edge with mm -hmm. the water coming in and mm -hmm. out, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Except when out of nowhere it decided to go super high and wet so just, and just wet the, just the bottom of my underwear. <laughs> Just enough to make it so uncomfortable. Just the worst part. <laughs> See, I grew up. I grew up in Eastern North Carolina, and so we were only like two hours from yeah. the Atlantic Ocean, and so we would go very frequently throughout the summer to the beach. And this being at Huntington Pier, the last time that, I, the last year, the first time that I had ever gone. Yeah. That was a new experience for me because Emerald, Emerald Isle, that's the beach in North Carolina, whenever you walk out to any of the oceans, the public yeah. beach access areas, you've got about two and a half miles of almost like a pier, bridge, yeah. wooden plank walking that you're walking from the parking lot to where you park your car all the way down to the ocean. Hmm. Okay. But as a kid, you're so excited to be at the beach. You've done taken off your shoes by the time you get out of the car. <laughs> and you're running on this wooden plank pier all the way down to the beach. And then you step in the sand. Your feet are on fire by the time you actually make it to the ocean. <laughs> Literally on fire. I'm convinced that I could be one of those crazy people that walk on coals and be just fine. Really? Because of all the years that I spent walking on those those piers and down into the sand. solid callus underneath. I just do. <laughs> it's all callus. Yep. All right. So the second the second day, I think we can get behind this day, National Grief Awareness Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a good time to have that too, as we're as the holiday season mm -hmm. is rapidly Entering approaching. Into the, yeah. yeah. You need to be uh, aware of people that struggle with that. Yeah. One of the hardest times. Struggle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the hardest times when you're dealing with grief, mm -hmm. actively dealing with grief, is the holiday season. You know, memories come up and mm -hmm. 
Anyway. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> what happened? Jeez, don't <laughs> I caught cry. a fly in my throat. Um, but I think it's a hard time, especially for people that don't have families or don't have safe families. Yeah. That they can be around. Uh, that that turns into grief really quickly too mm-hmm. in the holiday season. Even if no one has died in your family, it's still it's a sense like of a, loss. It's like a yeah, it's like a death almost Absolutely. when you can't be with them. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I get that. Yep. Um, today is also National Toasted Marshmallow Day. That's 180 degrees from right? where we're at in the last right? one. Right. Toasted Marshmallow Day. Well, how that... do you how do you toast your marshmallows? Oh, know. burnt. Yes. Burnt. This bump from across the table. Boom. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like <laughs> my I always joke that I like my marshmallows like I like my witches. Burn to a crisp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, so much fun. And on that note, our last holiday that we're celebrating today is Slinky Day. Slinkies. Aww, what I a fun toy to have for two days until you get it tangled and you can't for untangle it. Real. And it's ruined forever. For real. And then the the uh, commercial always showed it going down stairs. Steps. You know? Yeah. I didn't have no stairs in my house growing up. <laughs> I had the one stair from the front door to the parking level link <laughs> that was oh, it that was fun <laughs> <laughs> exactly that was my childhood in a nutshell yeah mm-hmm. yep. i didn't have stairs either <laughs> i just sat there and hold, held it one side yep. in each hand <laughs> well yep. this is a fun way to pass the time can you imagine i just don't understand that was when we were kids yeah and now kids our age then are on phones all the time on screens, yeah. one screen or another. Nobody's sitting down with a slinky. That's you your home school. Unless you're homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> True story. My kids. Uh, I don't know. Love... Slinky. Slinky might not be approved in a homeschool because that's like that word like a slinky dress you know it's got yeah. a negative connotation that's true that's true although the parents may be wanting to steer them in the other direction so that when they hear the word slinky they don't think so when they go to buy a slinky dress they're buying they a dress think they're made buying out a dress of metal. made of slinky yeah <laughs> <laughs> that might get tangled <laughs> Um, my kids love the Rubik's Cube, though. Yeah? The boys will just sit and spend, and we've actually had to confiscate the Rubik's Cubes from the house because they Seriously? will. Yes, because they fight over the stupid things. Why don't they all have their own? They do And they still fight all their own. And they them? still fight over them all. <laughs> Give it 10 years, Matt. I have. 10 yeah, no, years. I have never successfully completed a Rubik's Cube. No? I have one. It sits next to me. On my table at all times, and I fiddle with it yeah. most days, and I'm never nowhere close. Topher has. I've read online how to do it. It's step by step guides, never even close. Yep. I have seen with my own eyes, I've touched it a one by nine Rubik's Cube. It's really? literally a flat Rubik's Cube, just one layer of nine things. And I don't know exactly how awesome it works, but it seems like it'd be a lot easier. There's also that two by two Rubik's Cube. Have you seen that one? No. It's literally the tiniest little Rubik's Cube. Oh, yeah. Maybe I have seen that one. I'm going to get one of those. You know what I think is the new slinky, though, for the generation? Not Not scrolling on their phone. It's been the fidget spinner. Fidget spinner. Maybe. Yeah. That came out of nowhere. You know, I was a... I was part of the Kickstarter for the Fidget Cube. Really? Like the real official Fidget Cube. Uh-huh. I That was like the first Kickstarter I ever supported. I paid $25 oh, to get my, my, stars. my Fidget Cube. And uh, I got it and it was fantastic. But I remember seeing in there, there were other things for Fidget Spinners. But nobody wanted a Fidget Spinner. Yeah. Everyone wanted a Fidget Cube. And then suddenly, by the time I actually got my cube from the Kickstarter campaign, mm-hmm. everybody had a fidget spinner. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all are lame. <laughs> I got six sides of activities on my fidget device. All you can do is spin it. And then I bought a fidget spinner. Uh-huh. And it doesn't even come close. The fidget cube is garbage compared to a normal fidget spinner. Isn't it? Uh, I still have the fidget cube, though. It's in my church office, actually. I actually bought but, Chris a fidget cube. Yeah. 
not long after we first saw yours, but bought the kids fidget spinners. Yeah. And I can agree. Fidget spinners are <laughs> much more fun. Way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, that was fun. That was just holidays. Wow. Right? We spent all this time doing holidays. We got to power through the rest of this. Okay. News. <laughs> Facebook has revealed that it will start rating its users on a hidden trustworthiness scale. This is a part of what it says is a battle against fake news. Facebook product manager Tessa Lyons told the Washington Post in an interview on t- on last Tuesday that the rating system will seek to identify users who attempt to game the system by repeatedly reporting content they disagree with as untrue. So if people are just finding stories that they don't like and they're reporting them just because they don't like it, even though they're not breaking any rules, that's what they're monitoring. And so Lyons insisted that the trustworthiness score is not meant to be an absolute indicator of the person's credibility, but will serve as a behavioral clue for the Facebook team to monitor those who continuously flag content as problematic. So are we going to have like a scale on our profiles that say trustworthiness? <laughs> no, it'll, and it's be, got it'll like, be hidden. You, we've got you five won't see stars No one will ever know. Only Facebook will know how trustworthy you are. You know, I don't but know I, think, that I like Facebook anymore. Right. A company that has just this year been found out to breach our trust right? on multiple occasions right? as judging us on trustworthiness. Uh, we're in a point now. We are stuck with Facebook, though. There's no way out of it. It is so intermingled with everything else. There are even some things that you can't even sign up for an account for. You just sign in with Facebook. With your and that's Facebook, your only yeah. option. But, I mean, it is so intertwined with everything that we do in our life. How will we replace the stuff that we have come to rely on as normal internet usage. Facebook is the homepage for people now. That's true. That was unthought of 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Google or Yahoo or whatever, you came and you got your news and then you searched for whatever you wanted to do. It's very true. Now there's Facebook that is basically essentially a hub for everything. Yeah. You don't go to stores, websites or anymore unless you're specifically buying something. If you want to learn about that store, you go to their Facebook page. It's very true. It's, yeah, it's... I don't know how we'll ever get out of it. I mean, there the day will come where Facebook will be gone. And I don't know what that world will look like or if we'll even be alive. I kind of hope. Well, I was just about to say, <laughs> I kind of hope that I'm alive to see, to it, see it. Only yeah. because I'm curious. How will how will we, how will internet morph away from using Facebook? What will, will it just be replaced use, with? Will it be worse? It'll yeah. have to be replaced with something worse. Right. Because I don't think that it can just... Uh, I don't feel like we as a society can just go back in time and, mm-hmm. okay, no longer live with anything Facebook or Facebook-like. Right. Right. So it's going to have to be replaced with something. But see, this is why I'm glad that Google's attempt to take over Facebook with the, their Google Plus right. thing failed. Yeah. Because if Google had succeeded with all it already does and all that its fingers are in throughout the world. Yeah. I feel like we would be that much closer to Google just dominating the planet. Like a Ready Player One type situation where everybody's in a virtual reality thing run by Google. (laughs) I don't know that I could do it. I I would become the most introverted person on the planet. Right. I'd just stay in my little hole of a home. I'd homeschool my kids again. Even though it didn't work the first time, I'd try it again. (laughs) Let's make a jump. Five ways to keep your marriage and family together. This is from Dr. James Dobson. Uh, Number one, reserve some time for yourself. So the first thing about keeping your family (laughs) together. The first thing that you have to do to keep your family and marriage together is separate yourself (laughs) from your family and your marriage. But you know what? No, that's exactly true. It is. Because Deidre got four months of maternity leave with this new baby. And by the end of that four months, we were pretty much done with each other. <laughs> like, you know what? You need to go to work. <laughs> I, I love you and all, but deuces. Everyone needs their own time to, to de-stress on your own. Oh, I get that. That's yeah. good. Yep. Uh, number two, concentrate on the good things in your life, mm-hmm. uh, which is hard. It's so much harder than you think it is to just... Be grateful for the good stuff and to oh focus gosh, on that. Oh my gosh, it is not that hard. It is. It is not. I am, it is hard to not complain. It I is hard to I'm not think just, of the bad things. Sure. I don't know if I'm just one of those ever optimi- optimistic people, but here's the thing. Hold on. 
the last how many months ever optimistic how many months i don't know what you're referring to the last maybe three months four months months yeah have been really difficult for me yeah incredibly difficult to the point to where every time i saw anybody i was negative and that's not my personality that's not what i'm typically like I typically have good things to say. (laughs) I typically look on the bright side of things and see the good in people. But the last four months, and I have been exhausted by having to be negative. I agree with that. It's tiring. It's dumb. It's dumb. All right. I I trust you. It's gotten to the point (laughs) I have a new desk mate, and she's never going to listen to this, so I'm okay with saying it. But I have a new. I lost my beloved desk mate. She went to the Marshall Islands to work over there. Lost her, and now I have a not so great desk mate. And I have told Chris on multiple occasions I really don't like this person. I just don't. I don't like sharing a tiny little cubicle space with this person. And for whatever reason, I woke up this past week. <laughs> And God has performed some sort of miracle in my life that I did not request or ask for. (laughs) And I have been sickeningly gracious to this person this past week. (laughs) To the point where I'm like, why are you being nice? I I don't even know who you are right now. I'm having this internal battle with myself. Who are you? Stop being so nice. (laughs) You don't like her. Okay, but I guess you kind of do now. I don't know. <laughs> uh, number three, don't deal with any big problems late at night. Hmm. That's absolutely true. But it's you're not supposed worse. to go to sleep. What is it? Don't go to bed angry. Yeah. yeah. Don't let the sun set. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. But that's biblical. Yeah, but just do it long before or late at night. If Sometimes arguments happen late at night. Sure. Sure. But that's the point. It's like, don't deal with the big problems late at night, as in don't have the argument late at night. I feel like all of mine and Chris's arguments happen late at night. Really? Do you know what my biggest uh, tool whenever we're having an argument is? What? We get naked. (laughs) (laughs) It is so hard to be mad and have a, a, a... a biting conversation argument with your spouse when you're both standing there naked. So there you go, guys. <laughs> a tip that actually came from a Christian speaker, and I don't remember who it was, but I've remembered that. <laughs> so, so time. when Daedra starts an argument and you look like, at your take watch, your clothes like, off. <laughs> no, it's it's nine thirty. That's it. You just start derobing. <laughs> if you want to fight, you're gonna have to fight like this. Right. Oh, gracious. Oh. Number four, try making a list. Um, basically, what? list out your your uh, needs and your issues. Okay. And whatever. Just All right. putting it down on paper. Putting okay. anything down on paper instead of trying to wildly remember things, especially okay. in arguments or in uh, upcoming things, whatever, whatsoever. Writing it down is so good. I'm going to have like 50,000 lists through sure. my house now. <laughs> and five, seek divine assistance. Clearly, we should always be in prayer. I was going to say in other words, pray. (laughs) (laughs) It is Throwback Thursday. It's my favorite day. And that is the day that we play music from 1995 to 2005. That is amazing Christian music such as DC Talks, Jesus Freak, Newsboys, uh, Take Me to Your Leader. That album was a good too. That era of stuff. All the way up to uh, early years of Thousand Foot Crutch, I think. The first couple albums from Toby Mac, That's that fits in that era as well. So we're going to go back in time a bit. Do just we, a bit. Do we play Big Big House? No, I will never have that song on this radio <gasps> station. That song has been so overplayed by favorite. every other. I hate it. Whatever. I used to like it. On my birthday next it. year, you can play it. We'll play it one time. I'll put it in the system as a temporary song. Okay. We'll play once. And Sounds good. <laughs> At 3 a.m. <laughs> Rude. Rude. Throwback Thursday. Enjoy some of these classic hits. We're going to sprinkle a little bit more classic stuff into your morning, uh, aside from our, our normal routine. When we come back, is it a school or a laundry mat? Stick around.
Welcome back to the morning show on Backrow Radio. A New Jersey high school principal took a very practical approach to a most humiliating situation. Uh, after watching a couple homeless students being shamed and bullied because their clothes smelled, Westside High School principal Akbar Cook decided that he ne- what he needed was uh, washing machines and dryers. It took him two years, but he secured a $20,000 grant and labor help from the Newark School District to renovate an old locker room into a free laundromat. That's amazing. Isn't that fantastic? Amazing. And see, that's a that's a real problem-solving situation, especially Absolutely. when it comes to the bullying situation. Yep. That's a way to, to fix it. Yep. At least help fix it. Yep. Um. Because, I mean, we're always going to have situations where there's kids that are underprivileged, mm-hmm. uh, under under provided for. But to do what we can to help them uh, get into a sense of normalcy also helps with their self-esteem. It helps with how they interact with people throughout the day. helps uh, them pay more attention and learn. Mm-hmm. I, I can see only good things coming yeah. from this. I think that's uh, it is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. I mean, aside from the fact that it is a laundromat in a high school and they probably are going to have to deal with people shoving somebody in a dryer and turning it on. Um, I think it is. Hey, that's a fun ride. I think it's genius. <laughs> I really do. I, I want to learn more about Mr. Mr. Cook um, because I think I could see him being president someday. <laughs> with a mindset like this. Run our country, please, sir. I think. <laughs> getting in a uh, Getting in a dryer is... It's like a rite of passage for a kid, though. I've it? never been in a You've dryer. never climbed into a dryer? No. I did it all the time when I was a kid. And I can see my son Eli doing it if he had the option. I think he's tried. But I think we've always stopped him before he gets into ours. See, and that's what kills me is you are such a worrier. Yeah. Like, I can remember my mom telling me on multiple occasions, do not climb in the dryer. You could suffocate and die. <laughs> Do not climb in the dryer. You never know if I'm going to turn it on because I think a load of laun- or a, yeah, a load of laundry is in there that I need to refresh. I've never thought about it. Now I'm going to be panicking for the rest of my life. You're Thanks welcome. A um, there's a big, big art installation in uh, Santa Fe called Meow Wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been to that? No. It's fantastic. I've been to it through your pictures um, from when yeah. you went. Oh yeah. Um, well. You know, it's 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 a choose your own adventure type thing, but it's very much out of the vein of childhood, reliving childhood. Uh, it's basically like a tree fort in the imagination of a kid. Hmm. So it's like a big tree fort. Um, but one of the cool things that they have, one of the neat little pieces is a little thing you can go into that looks like a dryer. Yeah. And it's got all these mirrors and seats in the inside, but it's climbing into the dryer and you imagining what's inside of it kind of thing. And it's... I mean that was just very clever. Yeah. Because that is a that is a kid thing. It's it a is. kid a kid adventure thing. Yeah. Like pretending it's a spaceship or whatever else you wanna like in Rocket Man. Isn't that what it was? Rocket, it was Man. Rocket Man. <laughs> and then they got started. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's great. Uh, I don't know how we <laughs> talking about that. <laughs> but hey, that was really neat. Uh, it is Throwback Thursday. We're playing a little bit more of the classic Christian hits from 95 to 2005 throughout your morning. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Back Row Morning Show. the back row morning show with matt and mo we're glad to have you with us uh, <laughs> so it's been like uh 10 months since reckless love hit the scene and yeah. six months since it first hit the number one spot on billboard's u.s hot christian songs chart it's been covered now by michael w smith israel houghton 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 however you say that houghton. and even justin bieber what for real There's, yeah good for you justin Biebs. <laughs> There's been a debate over whether or not it's incorrect or even heretical to say that God's love is reckless. Uh, there's also been debate that it, the whole song might be too Calvinist. Uh, some people have no problem with the use of the word reckless, but some say that it makes no sense with the rest of the song either. Um, I missed the big hype with the song to the point where the first time I heard it was at Summit. 
when we went a what? couple a couple weeks ago. Shut yeah. up. Now I'd I'd read I, you know I'd read about it because it was all over the place for a while, the the debate between it. But I'd never heard it. I'd never went to YouTube and listened to it. Um, I did not sing along at Summit <laughs> because. I, were, again, because I hadn't heard it yet, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to validate this by singing it yet. <laughs> you were too busy texting Berkey. I did text Berkey, hey, guess what we're singing? Because <laughs> he hates it. John Berkey has wanted us to do a podcast for the last couple months uh, just so he could go off about he how terrible the song is. <laughs> we never got around to it, and now we've missed Well, now chance. we're not going to. <laughs> But let's talk about it. That was my first hearing of it. The song itself doesn't seem too bad to me. Um, The line, you were singing over me before I was born. uh, Or, you know, however that's worded. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's before before I was born, you were singing over me. That was uh, one of the ones that some people found problematic. Because there's like a verse in the Bible that says you sing sing over the believer or the Christian or something. I don't remember exactly what it is. But to say that you sing over me before I was born sounds like a Calvinist thing. Like you predestined me to be a believer or something like that. Um, See, and I totally disagree with that. I, I don't think that that was the intention at all. I mean, there's so many points biblically where we talk about how he formed us together in our mother's womb. Mm-hmm. You know, he is... Before we were even considered or a thought to our parents or to our family, he knew who we were, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that's not Calvinistic. <laughs> that's just how it works. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the hereticalness, I guess, the idea of it being heretical comes from the word reckless, mm-hmm. uh, reckless love. Uh, is God reckless in his love for us? Mm-hmm. And reckless is, is a negative connotation. It, it, it's uh, definition isn't exactly what you would think of when you think of love. Right. But... Um, at the same time, Corey Asprey has said he wasn't saying that God was reckless. He was saying that his love was so wild and unable to be tamed that it was considered reckless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and truthfully, the definition of reckless is without thinking or caring about the consequences of an action. And when you consider that in how God shows his love for us, I think that can pinpoint exactly what the Jesus's death on the cross was. Sure. I think at worst, um, at worst, this was just maybe a poor choice of words when it comes to people's understanding. Yeah. Cause that was, and, and of course I don't think he would have, could have known that before he wrote it. Um, but that word has become such a point of contention that people don't understand what it meant or what he meant by it, or even what that word means in many cases. And even when it's explained, they still think, but if I thought it this way, aren't all these other people going to think it this way? Not necessarily. But it is. (laughs) It's such a split thing right now. This is, this is the new sloppy wet or unforeseen. Oh my goodness. Is it sloppy wet kiss? Is it unforeseen kiss? Yeah. I don't like either of them. But <laughs> but I'm fine with both if we need to sing it. I'll sing whatever is on the screen. See, and I wish <laughs> like had I been better prepared, I would have remembered what the song was. But I was actually since Berkey has brought this argument up, it's been something that I've really gone back and forth with in, mm-hmm. you know, my own personal life. Do I agree with this song? Do I not agree with this song? I have torn this song apart verse by verse, word by word, to see if there was something that I agreed with Berkey on yeah. in this argument. And there's just not. Yeah. I I see it as an amazing worship song that when you take it as for what it is, it's beautiful. I think it's beautifully written. That is my standpoint. However, there was a song on the radio the other day that I heard, and I was like, oh, crap, this should be the song that people have issue with. This should be what the problem is. What was it? But I can't remember. Oh, you can't I can't remember. But it says something along the lines of, um, 
it's talking about God's love for us. And it's talking about how we don't deserve, you know, why, why, I don't know. What have we done to deserve the blessings that he's given us? It's ridiculous. And it says that word ridiculous in there. And I'm thinking to myself, that's a worse word than reckless. (laughs) Ridiculous is the word that I'm not going to use when I talk about God's love for me. So I need for somebody to tell me what that song is because I know you've all heard it. It's playing on K-Love. Well, maybe you haven't heard it because you only listen to Back Row Radio now. Um, <laughs> and we're not playing it, so. Um, yeah, we're not playing Reckless Love either. Uh, well, too many, too much, too much drama. I don't need, I don't need my inbox being blown up by people going, how can you play that song? Whatever. Um, I did tweet the other day, can I just re-record Reckless Love as boundless love and we'll be all okay right <laughs> and i got quite a few positive responses yep <laughs> like yes all day just do that please because and i don't even think that was all from people that have a problem with the word we're just sick of arguing about it yeah sick of hearing about it and here i am bringing it up on the morning show right uh it has been six months though and uh <laughs> it's done really good it's done really good it's pretty popular it is pretty popular um but yeah the first time I heard it was in a worship setting, and it did make me enjoy it more, I mm-hmm. think, being in a worship setting. I don't know if I had heard it first on the radio, if I would have been as accepting of it. I, <laughs> I can agree with that 100%. Yeah. Hearing it on the radio for so long, and then hearing it sung at Saddleback by the youth worship team. Right. Which are, they were so good. They were amazing. So good. Amazing. And having, what, 3,000 other people mm-hmm. singing it with us, mm-hmm. just, that was, <laughs> I don't care, we could have been singing the ABC song, and it would have been With their charisma, moving. it would have killed. Right? All right, seven for five random facts with Mo. What? Okay, so number one, a Uruguay man, Juan Pablo Colasso, was born blind, but he can identify more than 3,000 bird sounds and differentiate more than 720 species. That's, Gracious sakes, that's impressive. That is impressive. That it's, is so, really, it's so interesting, the whole losing one sense and how your other senses are heightened. It heightens the other thing. senses, yeah. Yep. That's just, it's crazy how mm-hmm. the body works. That's really cool. The average American consumes six pounds of celery per year. I am not average. I hate, hate hate celery i am above average i love me some celery Ugh. just straight up plain i don't need no salt or peanut butter on it just <coughs> nope no. i will only eat it in chicken noodle soup really i cannot that makes me sad and celery celery tastes so good nope it's like uh, what <laughs> it's like eating grass She's speechless because what? it like the uh the hair Tenlin- tendons yeah gets stuck in your teeth and it do you it, eat corn on the cob yeah but that that's doesn't ten thousand times worse no that's the only no. thing corn on the cob is known for it really doesn't stuck in your teeth nope see i don't like to eat things with hair and celery has hair corn has hair too um, um not especially if you if you're husking shuck it, it correctly husking Shuck it. shucking <laughs> i think they're both <laughs> we both said these words at the exact same time and then looked at each other like oh wait sure <laughs> which one of us is right <laughs> okay uh, crazy y- using a computer typing scrolling and moving the mouse burns about 20 more calories than doing nothing that is not a lot of calories no it's not i'm not gonna get anywhere on my exercise routine <laughs> by moving my mouse that's why i gained 30 pounds working <laughs> maybe maybe a few more the other day on race your mouse around the icons day. right you probably yeah. burned 30 yeah that was that was monday <laughs> yeah um at any given second the space bar on a computer or phone keyboard is being pressed six million times that's nuts that's crazy that ooh. I bought a book as Bart Simpson's Guide to Life. Okay. When I was in junior high school, it was my favorite book. And I remember a fact in that was at any given time, somewhere in the world, someone is eating a donut. That's my favorite fact. Huh. <laughs> I'm okay with that fact. <clears throat> you got another one for us? Last one. Having the urgent need to go to the bathroom while driving impairs your reason and problem solving as much as a 
0.5 blood alcohol level. 0.05. 0.05. Yeah, 0.05. <laughs> but yeah. that's, is that past the legal limit or close no, to it? No, 0.08 is legal. 08. Yeah. But still, that's a crazy amount. Yeah. See, I use that to stay awake. Like if it's late and I'm getting dozing off, I do not pee. Really? I hold it to where I am uncomfortable and in pain because it'll keep me awake. But yeah. now I'm questioning it. I can see that. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, that's I do all, that's think... my last that's my last grasp drastic measure. Yeah. <laughs> I buy a big drink, chug it all down in, in twenty minutes, and then I do not pee. And then I hold my urine. <laughs> hold my urine. I think going back to the the actual legal limit. If I am remembering correctly, New Mexico has a zero tolerance. And so if you blow anything, it is illegal. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. I think that took place two years ago. Maybe? Yeah, it has to be recent because I don't because yeah. I took a I took an alcohol class about it when I was going to be a server and they had a whole section about yeah. the yeah, driving and rules. Every state obviously has their own their own standards and, yeah. But I believe, because I can remember having the conversation with Chris about how that's just nuts, that mm. is zero tolerance. I mean, you can rinse you your mouth with mouthwash. Right, you can get a contact buzz from some scope, kissing right? someone who just scoped up. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard about the animal crackers? In my soup? No. Monkeys and rabbits? Regular, and regular animal crackers. No. The classic and the you, little circus box. Who are you calling box? a cracker? <laughs> <laughs> One of the world's most beloved animal-shaped snacks has received a much-needed makeover to reflect our changing times. Instead of depicting oh. lions and tigers and bears behind bars, new packaging for the iconic animal cracker brand now depicts the animals roaming free in the wild. According to Modelez International, the parent company of Barnum's Animals, the new box will be one more step to encouraging the cultural shift towards animal rights awareness. Can we have um, Christian <laughs> rights awareness? Can I, like, seriously, everything else has rights <laughs> and their awareness, except for Christians. Have you ever noticed These that? These cartoon animals have more rights. They do. <laughs> they do. It's so sad. I don't under. I mean, I get it. All those big circuses, Barnum and Bailey's or whatever, they've all closed down because of this kind of stuff. But this is a box of cookies, For guys. It's it's something that's been around forever. Some kid seeing a lion in a circus cage on a box of a cookie is not gonna go out and you know kill the next Cecil. I venture to say that having them behind bars, a picture of them behind bars makes a child feel more safe yeah. than having them roaming free. They're not only roaming free, they're roaming outward out of the box. Uh-huh, see? Towards you. See? The antelope and the lion right next to each other. Because that makes a whole <laughs> lot of sense. <laughs> and they're all smiling and happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Get it together! <laughs> Of course, course PETA is taking a lot of credit for this, despite the fact that PETA kills more animals than any shelter ever has every year. I have never been more thankful that I'm not a part of PETA. Gosh. This has got to be the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard of. (laughs) At least in recent news. Yeah. This is dumb, diddy, dumb, 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 dumb. Oh, just, it's a ridiculous time to be alive, It really is. It really, really is. It's Throwback Thursday. We're playing all the classic Christian rock, rap. Gosh, give me some good music, man. (laughs) We gotta get out of this pita funk. (laughs) Uh, When you come back, seriously, we're not even close to running out of songs written about (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Stick around. the morning show chick-fil-a has a cult following among believers and we have counted several 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 songs on youtube dedicated to this fried chicken paradise 
We have heard five so far this week, and we have got two more for you today. Uh, first up is See You on Monday, Chick-fil-A song, by Roman Johnson, a sketch comedy dude from YouTube. Here we go. I've got something to say. I never wanted something so bad in my lifetime. But I can't have it, because it's Sunday. And I want you, Chick-fil-A. It all started. I was driving down the street, saw a cow with the sign, told me what I should eat. More chicken. Yo, then I started tripping. Love at first taste when I look at your face. My whole world stands still, so does time and space. Six whole days at my favorite place. Yeah, I'm lovesick today. Three little syllables, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, you feel so far away. Chick-fil-A, I'll see you on Monday. Sandwich, strips, nuggets, oh my. I could cry just by thinking about a waffle fry. I'm like a little boy feeling like a million bucks when I open up my char grilled chicken deluxe. Spicy with the medium lemonade. Fire meets ice, it's a flavor grenade. Now shake, yeah, cookies and cream. Mmm. Just found the treasure when you hand me your meal And you say my pleasure Yeah, I could bathe in sweet tea I need you right now and I know you need me See, we could be your family Little chicken minis, what an ice dream True and Kathy, I could give you a kiss For dreaming so big, now listen to this Oh, Chick-fil-A You feel so far away Yeah, Chick-fil-A And I'll see you on Monday I know we belong together Chick-fil-A You feel so far away I know you got my number I'll see you on Monday Number three, value size with the sweet tea Hold the pickle (laughs) Chick-fil-A I'll see you then Oh, these are just getting better and better Mm. We got another song coming up next hour Probably one you've already heard of But uh, definitely a popular one So we'll get to that one next it is Throwback Thursday. We are playing all kinds of music from the past, 95 to 05, Christian rock, rap, and what have you. Uh, enjoy that. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more Back Row Morning Show. Welcome back to the back row, yo. It is hour three on Thursday. We are glad that you're with us. We hope you stick with us through the rest of this hour. And uh, the first thing we're going to talk about this hour is eight signs that you might be a zenial. What is a zenial? A zenial is someone who was born between 1977 and 1985, who is not really a part of Generation X but not feeling quite like a millennial either. And you may just be part of this zennial micro-generation. Okay. So can I just say that my husband is going to be super ticked that it only goes to 1985? Because <laughs> he was born when? 86. Yeah. Early 86. <laughs> so. And we were both born in 85, right? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. So we would just be on the tail end of this, and I feel like I might be a zennial. I Well, I've always hated that I was considered one of the... Millennials. Millennials. <laughs> so let's see. Let's let's do the test. All right. Yeah. So number one, have you played Oregon Trail? Uh, duh. D- dysentery much? I mean. And not the new board game that Target has come out with. Not that Oregon Trail. It's pretty cool too. It, that one's cool. Yes. But, but yeah, the classic. The classic on the computer. On the computer game. The big old. Black screen with green. Uh huh. Crappy pixelated pictures. Yeah. You died of dysentery. <laughs> All right, number two, if you've used dial-up internet. Yes. Gosh, do you remember how slow internet used to be? Beep, do you remember beep. how long it took for a picture to load? No, I actually, I don't. Oh, it was so bad. I don't remember how long. I just remember watching the AOL Instant Messenger, like... <laughs> that took commitment to want to chat with your friends on... AIM, because you had to wait a good 15 minutes before it came up. 
it really took that long? Yeah, it I used that I used long. MSN Messenger. It seemed to oh. be pretty quick. No, see, and I would always get the 30-day trial discs in the mail for AOL Instant <laughs> yep. Messenger, and that's the only way. I had to get a new login name every single time, so oh, every wow. month my name was changing. <laughs> <laughs> but my family was too poor to actually subscribe to, to AOL. <laughs> so just, so. <laughs> just trial after trial after trial. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I remember, of course, the dialing up thing took forever. If your parents had to use the phone, you had to disconnect and do it again when they were done. Yep. Uh, but I remember sitting there. I remember there were very few pictures on the internet. There was much less pictures. Yeah. Because it took so long for them to load. Yeah. You would sit there and just see a picture, like, line by line loading over the course of 30 seconds to a minute. More if the slow if the internet was yeah. particularly slow that day. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. And then sometimes it would get like halfway down and then just stop. And I'm like, so you only got half the image. I'm like, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd reload and it wouldn't even start loading at all. I'm like, ah, forget it. I don't need to see things. Do you know that it wasn't until just a couple years ago that I realized Google has Google Images? You didn't know that there was a search for images? No, because (laughs) growing up, I mean, I can remember when Google was a thing, when it became a thing. Mm -hmm. I really want to say that I was a senior in high school and we started using Google. It was much earlier than that. Okay, well, I didn't remember it (laughs) until then. But we started using Google instead of encyclopedias to do (laughs) our research. Yeah, you know, fantastic. And yeah, I guess it was now that I think about it. I can really remember using it my senior year in high school. And that's probably because we had a senior project that we had to complete. So (laughs) anyway, um, but I only used it to search things and to do research. I never used it to look for images. So it wasn't until just a couple years ago that I'm like, images, what is this? You can even set it to look for specific things like images you're allowed to reuse Images you're allowed to modify and reuse and put on your own website or whatever. Really? You can make it search for that distinctive a thing. Wow. It's really neat. Number three, grew up without social media. Yep. Uh, Again, I think the first one was those instant messengers. Yeah. That didn't come along. I don't think I used MSN Instant Messenger until late high school. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So We had the Yahoo chat rooms. Do you remember those? Yeah, that doesn't count as social media. No. I I remember. You know what? The chat room that I was on the most was the DC Talk chat room. Really? And this is even after they had split up. They op- they had their website and they had a chat room. Do you know Went I in just... in there and I talked to people. <laughs> like, mind blown. I just had this huge epiphany that we could have all been chatting on these AOL chat rooms years ago at one point or another never and knew. never known. There was this one uh, person that I talked to a lot. It was a girl. Uh, her 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 uh, handle was Queenie. Oh, that was me. Yeah, no, sure it was. <laughs> no, she actually sent me her photo. What? She was older than me, and she knew I was a kid. It wasn't a thing. She was just like, "Hey, thanks for being a Weird. friend or whatever." Uh, Weird. I think she went on a mission trip or whatever, and was going to be gone for months. Huh. And uh, so she sent uh, photos to me and a couple of other friends that she had in this chat room. Huh. Very strange. Yeah, that is I still have it like in a photo book, though. That's kind of (laughs) creepy. Okay, so Queenie from the Yahoo chat rooms, if you're listening. From from the DC Talk chat room. Yep, reach out to us because we want to (laughs) know. From 1997, I think. That'd be so cool. (laughs) That'd be really cool. All right. Uh, number four. Oh, hey. Remember yeah. AOL? Yep. That's number I, four. I remember it. So we, we already covered that. <laughs> yep. Five made mixtapes. Totes. So many mixtapes. Yes. I had a briefcase size thing full of mixtapes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Or I'd record fun. off the radio. See, I was never big on recording off the radio. Oh. I would I would make mixtapes from my own CDs. Really? Which I had a good amount of. My parents bought my love when I was young <laughs> and I was, and I was the youngest of three. So the baby of the family. So I got what I wanted. You the baby. I want the baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, made that. And then, and then when I was in eighth grade, I think the first CD burners came out. Mm-hmm. They were the size of, oh gosh. Like a VCR, weren't they? Like even bigger than that. It was really? like two, it was the size of like four VCRs. It was huge. 
But, well, okay, there were probably smaller ones. Mine had a five-disc changer in okay, it. Okay, yeah. So you could burn from multiple discs onto one without having to change them out. So, yeah, my parents bought it. It was $500. That's nuts. And they bought it for me. And I spent an entire year just sitting by that thing. And it wasn't fast. <laughs> like, you had to sit. It might have been a third faster than actually just sitting and playing through the song like you were burning it on or um, putting it on a tape. But, like, it was slow. It just sat there. It took almost the length of a CD to burn a CD. It took time and commitment. Yeah, and not 16 times speed like you can do on your laptop now. Wow. Um, or 32 times speed. But, yeah, it was crazy. But I spent, I made so many. I still have a lot of them, too. Um, so I burned through a lot of blank CDs yeah. as well. <laughs> I bet. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, number six, didn't own a cell phone. Mm. I got mine junior year. Me too. It's a very tail end. Yep. Um, and it was that Nokia brick. You had the Nokia brick? I had the Nokia brick. The first brick. one I got was a flip phone. It was a Sprint uh, silver little flip phone. Very basic, but it was nice. Yeah, I had the brick. And then I had, I don't know what the, it, but it was more rounded. It looked like the brick, but it just had rounded edges. And it was still Nokia. But you could take the face off of it and put, oh, a, different and put a different face, face on. on. Yeah. And it had the different keypads that you could put in. So you I could have glow-in-the-dark yeah. keypads. <laughs> and you could play Snake on it. Snake, yeah. My my phone was sophisticated enough to have like a little, very badly pixelated mini golf game on it. Really? I remember that. But it also had Snake, and I played that a lot. Snake was awesome. I <laughs> loved Snake. It was so weird, the transition from those kind of phones to smartphones all of a sudden. All of a sudden. When that first iPhone came out, like before that, with the Motorola Razor or The Razor, yep. Yeah, we have TV content where it was literally one image every 10 seconds over some good audio. <laughs> just, just a guy slowly changing face facial expressions. And that was the TV <laughs> content. And then, boom, iPhone. It's like a computer. Do whatever right? you want. Yeah. And that was crazy. <laughs> See, and I can remember the iPhones came out when we were in Italy. And they were like, if you were going to have an iPhone overseas, you were going to pay. Through the nose. Yeah. It was dumb. <laughs> it was dumb. So the first time that I saw somebody with an iPhone, I was like, what is that thing? Where where did you get that? Are you from the future? How does it work? <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, all right. Number seven on the list. Did you use a disc man? I did. <laughs> One of those anti-skip things that did not work. It didn't work at all. <laughs> no. I won a disc man. I won a nice cherry red disc man from M88. Really? Along with an audio adrenaline uh, gift set. Big, where big it was house. Like all, their, all their CDs up through Hit Parade. Mm. That was the big thing going on. And... Uh, a, a large shirt, which I was not large at that time. <laughs> I was very much bigger than large. Um, so I gave my shirt away. I kept all the CDs and the really nice. It was a primo CD player. Like yeah. It wasn't one of them cheapo jobbies that break after three months of usage. Mm -hmm. Like this thing was nice. And nice. it did have skip protection. You had to like sit there and wait for 30 seconds for it to like calibrate. But then it actually worked. Yeah. Which amazed me. I'm like, hey, this isn't a lie. Do you remember figuring out that when your CD wasn't working, when it wasn't playing, that you had to stick your finger in that little thing, the little open spot there, and slide the laser all the way back? Did you ever figure that out? I don't think I either. I never figured it out or I never had to do that. Yeah. I was always told, don't ever touch that thing. No, I just slid it with my <laughs> finger. That's how... For whatever reason, it would like mess up or it would skip, but my CD was fine. It wasn't the CD. Huh. So I just stick my finger and slide it back over. And Weird. If we were going on a road trip, that's what I had to make sure I had. Hmm. That and my Mad Libs. And I was Mad set. Mad Libs? I was set. You did Mad Libs? On road Like trips. on a regular basis? On a road trip? Listen, <laughs> because we drove from eastern North Carolina to Tennessee, and that's an eight-hour drive. Without stops. And my dad was kind of scary as a driver. But why don't you read a book or something? Because nobody Mad Libs? reads. Yeah, you do Mad Libs on I a road I guess I trip. just wasn't very creative when I did Mad Libs. Everything was poop. 
Mr. Poop. Oh no, see that's the thing. The I wanted to, to I store. wanted to make the <laughs> Mad Lib of Mad Libs. I wanted it to be the best of the best. That and Teen Bop. <laughs> I had to have my magazines. Teen Bop magazine. Wow. Yeah. Was JTT ever on the cover? JTT was always on the cover <laughs> along with Hanson, but they didn't remain Hansen. on the cover for too long because they immediately went up on my on your wall. wall. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a girl. Totes. All right, and the last one on the list of eight signs you might be a zennial. Loved new kids on the block. Mm. I didn't love them. I didn't love them either. No. Here's the, I think that they were actually before our time. I think they're more of a early eighties. Well, this is uh, like I said. You know, this is ninety or this is seventy seven to eighty five. Yeah. We're on the very tail end, and you can tell from some of our answers that we skated into that. Yeah. That millennial zone just in the last few years of our high school. I feel like this is the only one, though, that we uh-huh. really... The just whole, don't, don't like. Yeah. yeah. I do not like it at all. No. I was, I'm mm. thankful for them because had it not been for New Kids on the Block, we wouldn't have Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, NSYNC. and 98 Degrees. And then we wouldn't have Justin Timberlake now. JTT and Jimmy Fallon. So J- No, JTT was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, J- yeah, JT. <laughs> Sorry. That Ooh. was Home Improvement Simba Man. Not Justin Timberlake. Yeah, my my bad. I miss. I who doesn't the who doesn't love Justin Timberlake? I mean, I don't care for all of his music, but anytime he's on the TV, I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it's nostalgia at this no, point. Actually, no, he's just fantastic with Jimmy Fallon yes. or on SNL. Yes. Either one of those situations, it's must see TV. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. So I think I think we mostly qualify. Mostly. As this micro generation. Yep. Yeah. I'm a zennial. <laughs> uh, continuing on with our spotlight on Chick-fil-A songs. This one comes from a Christian comedian. He's been a comedian for a while, but this song went viral la- or early this year or, or into last year. I don't remember. Got him in front of a lot more eyes. This is My Pleasure by Jaron Myers. We already pray for you. It is my pleasure to serve you. Ay. It is my pleasure to serve you. We're serving the chicken the Lord's way unless it's a Sunday. My pleasure to serve you. Serve. It is my pleasure to serve you. Ay. It is my pleasure to serve you. Ay. We're serving the chicken the Lord's way unless it's a Sunday. My pleasure to serve you. Serve. Would you like perfectly crafted and drafted Polynesian sauce? sauce. Dipping and dabbing, Dab. using your napkin. You Dab. know they extra soft. Dab. Keep an eye out for the refill. Fill it up till it spill. Splash, 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 splash. Would you like coca iced tea? You know the lemon's fresh squeeze. You know it. Whatever you need, just ask. Cause I can do all things. It is my pleasure to serve you. Ay. It is my pleasure to serve you. Ay. We're serving the chicken the Lord's way unless it's a Sunday. My pleasure to serve you. Serve. It is my pleasure to serve you. Ay. It is my pleasure to serve you. Ay. We're serving the chicken the Lord's way unless it's a Sunday. My pleasure to serve you. Serve. That is the first Chick-fil-A song I had ever actually heard on YouTube. Uh, still a favorite. Still love it. What is your favorite from this whole week? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> why didn't you tell me you were going to ask me that? Um, Tim Hawkins, for sure. That was really good. For sure. Okay, but for real, I really was liking Shama. Shama's? Yeah. Was really liking it until he said leisure instead of leisure. <laughs> he he missed an opportunity there. Yeah. yeah. Always say my pleasure. I just eat at my leisure. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Shama. dude. It's all right Come to on, say Shama. leisure. So uh, he did that VeggieTales remix. Yeah. And uh, VeggieTales thanked him by sending him a care package of every single VeggieTales DVD 
and a whole bunch of like toys and stuff. Is that what so you're hoping go, will happen when no. they hear your no veggie T A L E S? But he was holding it up in the Instagram, and so so many DVDs. I didn't realize that'd be cool. Yeah, it was neat. I'm hoping for you that that's what <laughs> happens. Veggie Tales, listen to Matt's parody of of Friends. F E F R I E N D S. It's Veggie T A L E S. Yes. Yeah, that's great. That's amazing. It's amazing. Check it out. It is amazing. Um, throwback Thursday, y'all. And uh, we're going to throw it back. Way uh, back. For a little bit longer. Uh, when we come back, maternity leave for adopting a new pet. Oh, my. Stick around. <laughs> Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show with Matt and Mo. Uh, Minneapolis. 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 Marketing company is offering employees fraternity leave. Oh my gosh. A week of work from home days. Seriously? To help new pets adjust. The firm, Nina Hale, announced on its website that it's adopted a company-wide policy of allowing employees to work flexible hours from home for one week when welcoming a new puppy or kitten into their homes. The policy was inspired by Connor McCarthy, a senior account manager at the firm, who asked for a week of flexible hours when he got a new dog in May. All right, so we just got a new puppy. Uh, When was it? Not too long ago. About July 4th. July 4th? Mm -hmm. We got a new puppy. Um, And he's a Boston Terrier. And just yesterday... For the first time, we left him outside of his kennel um, from the time that Chris went to work in the morning until the time that I came home for lunch. Hmm. And there was a trail of destruction through my house (laughs) when I walked in for lunch. He had taken shoes and Barbie dolls. And mind you, we pulled all of the doors shut. To bedrooms and to the playroom. <laughs> All right. You told me he can open doors, can't he? Yeah. He jumps up there and gets them open. Yep. So I, while at first I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Seriously, maternity leave for having a new pet? The more I think about it, the more I might be okay with it. <laughs> Maybe that would have been helpful. Maybe. I could have instilled some good values in this dog. All right, I'm going to I'm going to go to the district and I'm going to say, "Listen, we've had this pet for a little over a month, but I am I owed some, fraternity leave." I need some fraternity leave. I'm owed it. I just love that name. Fraternity. Fraternity leave. What else would it be? <laughs> it's good. Oh, it's the end of the day. We're getting crazy. We are. It's, so tired. <laughs> it's throwback Thursday, y'all. We got some more classics coming your way. Uh, We'll be back to close out the hour with you with our verse for the day and our final thoughts. So stick around. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. We are wrapping up our day here. Uh, we are going to give you the verse for the day and the thought for the day. Verse for your day. It, verse for the day. The Bible verse for the day is Ephesians 2.19. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Our thought for today is from Tim Keller. He says, Jesus did not abandon us despite all his own suffering. Do you think he would abandon you now in the midst of yours? Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over at backrowonline, or no, backrowradio.com. That's our old website. (laughs) Don't go there. It's not there anymore. Backrowradio.com. Uh... (laughs) 
decoration. That's it for us for this week. We need a break. (laughs) We'll be back next Monday, but tune in tomorrow morning at the same times for our buddies Donnie and Jordan with our Friday morning show, You're My Friend and I Trust You. Then tune in on Saturday for Chapter Day morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. It's Hear No Evil with Chris and Justin, a show on pop culture, life, and faith. At 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, it's Free Play with Bubba, Matt, and Kate coming from the Love Thy Nerd Outreach Ministry to the gaming community. And lastly, keep up with the World of Southern Baptists at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific with Not Another Baptist Podcast hosted by Matt and Kyle. Mo, what's the final word? I don't know. (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.